Okay. Welcome, everyone. I hope that we will have more people join in on the call here in just a few minutes. My name is Sue Painter, and I'm the founder of The Confident Marketer. You can find my website at www.confidentmarketer.com. And today we're going to just spend as long as this call goes, as long as, as everyone on the call has questions, we'll keep going up until uh, about an hour. And we're going to just talk about is social media driving you nuts, what you're doing with social media, what are your frustrations, and share some ideas and tips about how you can uh, make that work for you in the best way possible. Um, this sprang from a talk that I did actually last week uh, to the National Association of Women Business Owners here in Nashville. I did. I was part of a panel discussion, and I actually had Pinterest to talk about, but there were also people on the panel who were talking about LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. And I realized from listening to the audience and from watching their reactions that many of them do social media because they think they're supposed to do it. They don't feel like they're getting much return on their investment, and they really feel like it takes way too much of their time. So I decided to do a follow-on call for the members of that group and invite the rest of my list to also attend so that we could talk about social media and, and uh, what about it is driving you nuts and what we can do to to mitigate that. So as people join on the line, I just want to remind you that this is an open call, so I will be wanting your questions and your comments and suggestions. For that reason, I am not going to mute you. The line is open, so if you do have background noise and you need to temporarily mute yourself, please use star six to mute yourself and star seven to unmute yourself when you have something that you want to say. Uh, but I'm going to keep it open so that we can have an ongoing open conversation. I promised that I would start out uh, kind of priming the pot a little bit by talking about the 10 different ways that I personally use social media in my business and how useful it has become to me, I guess especially over the past year or 18 months. So I'll do that first, and then we'll get started with questions and an, and an open conversation. <clears throat> and I, these are, if you were a part of the uh, luncheon speech that I made last week, then these will be a repeat for you, and you can make sure to get them down and um, and see if you can use them in the same way. So here are my ten ways that I personally use social media in my business and that I used uh, it in part, at least, when I owned my other business back a few years ago as well, before I sold that business. The first, really, the first thing that I want to achieve in social media is to give myself visibility. So I plan social media campaigns across the types of social media that I personally use in order to help gain visibility for my business, for myself and for my business, so that I get... Um, social proof that people realize that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm an expert in what I do, so that they will know, like, and trust me, and that, that I will have that top-of-mind awareness. So I use social media for those things really more than I use it to make direct sales. So gaining visibility through social media, and I personally use Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and um, LinkedIn and YouTube, 
some of these more than the others. The ones that I use more than the others are Facebook and Twitter at this point, although I'm becoming more and more of a Pinterest user. I also do use Google+, Plus, but that is the one that I am probably the least knowledgeable about how to really optimize, although and for a while everybody thought it was dead and now it's kind of come back to life again. Um, so visibility, social proof, another way that I use social media is to list build. I invite people on my Facebook business page and through Twitter um, and through YouTube to join my list to get uh, the, I have a, I have a seven-part um, electronically delivered course about how the, the seven essential strategies of getting more clients now. If you go to my website and leave your name and your email address, then you will get that course delivered to you every other day seven parts of that course will come to you every other day for four, the first the 14 days. And that is a course that has worksheets in it, and um, it's really something that can help you either refloat your business if your business has been stagnant or help you with your business plan if you are new to business. So I do use social media to invite people to opt in to my list and to get that uh, seven-part e-course. I also use social media as a relationship strengthener, and I really love that social media makes this so easy for me to do. Um, as I know, there's a couple of you on the call who know me from being in mastermind groups that are no longer, that we were in mastermind groups a couple of years ago, but it is a great, easy way for me to keep those relationships current and to keep in touch with the people who I really came to enjoy, to find out what's going on with them, to still be a part of their lives. And um, sometimes that leads to them doing business with me, and it certainly continues to build visibility. So I do it partially because I truly do enjoy keeping in touch with those people and partially because it keeps me uh, visible to other parts of the country and the world where I don't normally travel or go. Another way, fifth way I use social media is to find resources. I am a member of a number of private forums uh, on Facebook, and you can do that too. You can either start your own forum or you can join, you can search and request to join forums that are of interest to you. So that let's say, for instance, I need somebody who can do a quick and dirty book cover for me <clears throat> that's at a pretty cost effective. I can ask that question on three or four of the different Facebook forums I'm on and get a referral uh, probably within two or three minutes. So it's a very fast way for me to find resources. And sometimes those resources are for me, but often they are also for my clients. So an example of that is I had a client, oh, about six or seven weeks ago, I guess, who decided she wanted to do an event, a live event up in the uh, northeast part of the country. And I was, within about 30 minutes, able to find an event planner for her who she is doing uh, helping her pull the event together that was who was very cost effective and is doing a great job for her. Um, another way I use social media is setting up joint ventures. I get asked to be a part of teleseminars, telesummits, uh, speak at conferences and so forth, gosh, probably almost every day. And I want to check, if it's somebody I don't know well, I can use social media to check them out and to talk with them 
about how they want to set up that joint venture and to kind of um, make sure that it's something that's in line with what I think my clients could use and something that I'm interested in being a part of. So I can check them out not only with face-to-face -face with what they say about themselves and their business, but also check them out through their social media connections. So helping me set up joint ventures, that's a great way for me to use social media. I also do deliver client services through social media. I have private Facebook forums for my one-on-one -on -one clients and my mastermind groups. And that's a great way to share information because part of what you learn in a mastermind group isn't so much for me as it is from the other people in the group. So I'm a big believer in the private Facebook forums. I'm both a part of those and then I offer those as well to certain clients I work with at certain levels. Um, I make sales through social media. Making sales is not the primary, primary reason you're on social media, but you do, I do make offers every now and then. I frequently make offers for free things such as this call. I pushed it heavily through social media and um, end up, you know, meeting and working with people who um, I didn't know before. And I think also, um, you know, being able to kind of vet the offers that come my way I will sometimes get get um, in, invitations to speak at a certain event, either locally or not locally, and I, it's a good way for me to check out the organization, what their reach is, how many people they think they'll have at the event, um, so that it's a good way for me to double check what they're saying to me, because often you will find if you are a speaker, and especially if you speak for free in order to get in front of an audience, you know, you don't want to travel 500 miles for 12 people and they have promised you that there's going to be 300 people there. And that's actually happened to me before. So I can get onto the website of that organization and look at what they're putting out through social media. And I can pretty well tell if they're an active organization or not just through what they have on social media. Um, so, and then the other thing is that, you know, Facebook especially, and Twitter in some ways, and Google Plus has become the new email, I have noticed over the past six months that I can private message somebody on Facebook and hear back from them just within an hour, whereas they may not check their email for two or three days. <laughs> so it's kind of becoming the new email in certain instances, and that helps me with moving my business ahead and getting answers to questions quickly. So those are all of the different ways that I currently use social media, and I guess the key point that I want to make is that it always continues to change. Facebook has changed dramatically in the past month or two, and, you know, Pinterest is now changing, even though it's kind of the new kid on the block. They are now, um, they've just started a thing where they're rolling out the ability to have secret boards that other people don't see on Pinterest. So there's a constant change in the world of social media, and it does take, you know, really listening to what is going on with social media to know how to optimize it the best for you and for your business. And so I just want to point out that it definitely does continue to change. Um, and that's something that you do have to either have someone looking at for you and informing you about or spend time doing that yourself. So with that said, I really did want to make this something that is an open forum, and I really want to just open the floor, and I'd love to hear from you 
what brought you to this call and what your frustration or question is about social media and we'll just make this <clears throat> into an open discussion and then later on I can share with you some of the steps I use to kind of outline what my social media strategies are going to be for the coming months. I tend to do them about a quarter of the year at a time. So I'd love to hear from you about why you're on this call and what your question is or what your frustration is, or even if you have something that you've done that's worked out that's a great tip for other people, uh, please feel free to share that too. So, um, <clears throat> so let's see here. Um, let me just see if someone will jump in without me having to call because I can't really tell from my dashboard the names of everybody who's on the call. So, well, one of you please clear your throat and jump right in about why you're here and what you need help with. Hi, Sue. This is Debbie McNeil from Better Newsletter Now, and I have a question about Pinterest. Okay. I I personally I love Pinterest. I do. And um being that I have a lot of I'm in the creative field, so I like to look at pictures a lot. I I use it quite a bit, but I'm still not grasping how it can really help an individual business in the sense of the pictures are there, but I know I don't really click through them all the time to find what is the underlying or where they originally came from. So where where is that benefit for the for the business in putting their pictures up on on Pinterest? Okay. So that's one question. Okay. I'm writing that down as we go along. Who's next? Who? Yeah. It's Deborah Boland. Hey, Deborah. How are you? I'm great. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, we've been using Facebook a lot, and we've been seeing a lot of traffic going back to our blog because we, you know, link back to our blog and, you know, going back to our ebook sales page, actually. But is there a way to actually track sales, the actual sales from Facebook off your ebook page, or can you only... Um, follow the traffic back to the ebook page. Like I want to actually track the sales. Okay. All right. So how to track sales from Facebook to your blog and to your ebook page. Okay. I'll write that question down. Who else? And I see one of you has muted yourself. If you need to unmute in order to answer the question, you can hit star seven to unmute. So the question is, what are your frustrations or uh, what is your question who? about, yeah. Um, this is Lynn. Um, I have a question about Pinterest, and um, I have, I'm in a vi very visible uh, industry. I mean, the images are visible for my company. And I'm wondering um, if you can upload photographs not from someone's website or like, you know how you upload pictures for, to Facebook? Yeah. And the reason I ask that is I have uh, my house plans on my website. However, I have a login, and they're kind of protected, and you have to log in and give me information, so I can't necessarily pin them from my website. So I was wondering what the other solution might be to that. Okay. I'll talk about that then, too. Okay, thanks, Lynn. Who else?
other questions, other reasons you're on the call today? Well, I'm 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 interested in the uh, more of the Pinterest information, and then what your recommendations would be to find um, a strategy for this. It's, and I'm I guess I'm more of not a beginner, but more of a middle uh, middle knowledge person here. I know everybody's at a different level, uh, but I'm wondering about how how to plan a strategy because I feel like we need a, you have to have a strategy for this social media. It's not just a, a hit or miss kind of thing. So, right. Okay. What, what would your okay. ideas on? Well, let me start with these questions, and then I'm, I can. I mean, I can definitely tell from looking at my dashboard. There's lots and lots of other people on the line, but let me start with these questions, and then. We'll see how much time we have and hopefully get to other people's reasons for being on this call today as well. And so, Debbie, let's talk about your Pinterest and the benefits for your business. Um, so let me talk a little bit about what I have done in using Pinterest and how I have seen that it has benefited my business. And maybe you can do some of the things, same things as well. Um, I've done a couple of different things. Two of my boards on my Pinterest in my Pinterest account, one of the boards is my blog post. And what I do is I pay um, uh, I always make sure that each of my blog posts has a visual, a picture attached to it that is either something that I've taken or something that I've bought from stock photos or downloaded as a from a free stock photo place. And then I take that blog post and I pin it to one of my boards, which is my blog board on Pinterest. And then I tweet it from there. And so, of course, most of my blog posts will have some type of call to action in it. It'll have either, you know, an article and then it refers to one of my eBooks, or an article and it refers to uh, what I call a one and done hour with me, where people can just call me up and talk with me about a specific question for an hour that they don't have to commit to ongoing coaching with me at all. If I never hear from them again, you know, that's fine. If they want to come back now and then to ask specific other questions, that's fine too. So when I tweet that out or when people are attracted to the visual uh, and the title of what my blog post is, they will click through to the blog post and read it, and then I will often get a sale from whatever it is that the call to action was on my blog post. So that's one board that I use that has directly led to either sales of my products or in some cases people will contact me and say, I would like to have, I would like to know more about your coaching services or I would like to have a one and done hour with you. So in that way, it benefits my business. Another way that I have used Pinterest uh, that has benefited me is I have a blog, I have a board, excuse me, on Pinterest that is um, books that uh, I would like to recommend. And some of the books that are on there are my books that are on Amazon, my Kindle books. And then it has a link directly to that Amazon link where they can buy that book. So I put my own books there as, other, as well as other books that I recommend. The other books that I recommend that I'm not the author of, I will usually use my Amazon affiliate link so that if they do click through from Pinterest on that to Amazon and decide to purchase that book, then I'll make an affiliate commission on it. Um, 
another way that you might could do it, Debbie, since I know that you also you offer art supplies and scrapbooking supplies and so forth and is one of the things you do in your business is you might could post um an object that you've made, you know, a covered box or a covered tin or a set of cards or many of the or an album, many of the things that you do. And when you the link that is that you upload to Pinterest actually is if people click on it, it will take them through to where they can purchase those supplies from you. So one of the ways, and you were talking about you don't yourself often click through to see where the link goes. And the way to get people interested in that is to um, always leave a comment about something that you've posted on Pinterest. So you can upload the link and, of course, the visual. But what you also want to do is leave a comment about it like, you know, this is what I've made that would be a, a really great Christmas gift. Click here and you'll find the supply list or something like that. So you have to invite people. You have to have a call to action on Pinterest just like you do anywhere else. And I think that's the biggest failing that I see. I see people uploading a lot of links, but there's not any comment or call to action that goes along with it. So that would be one suggestion that I would have to you, for you, Debbie, as well as for the other people on the call who are interested in Pinterest. Debbie, does that make sense to you? It does. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, good. And then actually, um, let me just go down, Lynn, to your question, since it's a Pinterest question as well about uploading photos um, and how to work around that. Um, when you go to Pinterest and you're going to upload something, you have two choices. You can upload you can upload a pin that is a link to something on the web, or you can upload a photo that is just from your hard drive. And so what you would want to do in your case is just upload the photo from your hard drive. Now, the disadvantage to that is that it doesn't really go anywhere. So my suggestion to you then would be to upload from your hard drive that, that photo so that it's not password protected, as you were saying before. Some of your things on your website are password protected. Then go back in and edit that pin. You can edit your pins and keep the picture that you've uploaded, but add a link to something else in your business, like a blog post that talks about that or a product or a service that is related to that, and then make a comment about it. Always remember to make a comment and give a call to action. So yes, you can upload photos that are not from the web. You can upload photos from your own hard drive. Does that answer your question? Yes, that did. I looked a little bit for it, but I couldn't find that, but that helps a lot. Okay, great. Okay, and then um, Deborah Bolin, let me talk a little bit about Facebook to blog to your ebook page, and you're wanting to track that. Um, The only way that I have discovered to track it, I track it in two ways, and one of these might work for you. When someone purchases something on my website, uh, as a part of the checkout process, I always have the question, um, how did you find out about this? And I read that. Every week I review all of those purchases. And people will say, I saw this on Facebook or I saw this on YouTube, or I saw it on your website. 
So it might be that in your checkout process, if you don't have that question, you could add it to your checkout process. Um, I use One Shopping Cart, Deborah. I'm not sure what you use, but I know in One Shopping Cart you can easily add that question. Um, so that's one way. The other way is if you want to track what, pe what where ebook purchases have come from, and you want to track specifically from Facebook, then you could offer some kind of uh, little um, bonus offer or something and have them put in a code. So that let's say they put in Facebook offer as the code, and then maybe they got an additional like an MP3 download from you, something that you have on hand that is related to the ebook. And that way you would see how much traffic you're driving from the specific offer on Facebook. Those are the only two ways that I can currently think of that you can track that. Um, and so give me a little bit of feedback and let me know if either one of those sound like they would work for you. Oh, I, I think they're both great ideas. So, yeah, I'm going to try them both. Okay, good. Okay, so I know we also were talking about um, what the social media strategy is, and I can talk a little bit about that, but let me just pause and see if I if there are other questions from any of the other callers before we move forward, because I really did plan this to be an open forum discussion. If you have something to share about something you've done that has worked really well, I'm sure the other people on the call would love to hear it, and I'm happy to give you the floor and let you talk a little bit. And um, if you have a question, please go ahead and ask it now so that I'll have time to address it before we move on. So anybody else have something? Or if you already have asked a question, if you have another one, feel free to jump in. I have another one, Sue. It's Deborah Boland. Okay. Okay. Um, like for, we do a lot of Facebook because just our ladies like Facebook. Um, how many times a day should you be subtly promoting your newsletter? And how many times a day should you be subtly promoting your e-products? Okay. Um, do you are you talking about Deborah from Facebook from your personal account or from your business page? Business. Sorry. Business. But from your business page. Okay. Well, that's an interesting question that you ask, and I actually was just reading some research about that last week. Um, one of the things that I'm changing in my for myself is I think that I have been actually putting too many posts on Facebook and on my Facebook business page each day. And I tend to do that because I love to share information. I'll, I'll be reading something and I'll think, you know, I would like my audience and my readers to know this and I'll pop over on Facebook and put a quote or put some, you know, a link to some article that I think is useful. Um, the rule of thumb is that when you post on Facebook, whether it's your business page or your personal page, you should have about seven um, touches, and out of each seven touches, one should be promotion, and the other should just be information and relationship building. So the rule of thumb that I have seen most recently is one to seven for promotion to just reaching out with information. But the other interesting thing that I have heard, and I have been testing this myself, is I used to get on in the morning and I would have been, you know, reading or doing research for an hour or something because I'm a morning person. It's when I get most of my work done. And I would have all these ideas and things I want to share on Facebook. So I'd get on there and I'd put like five or six posts, let's say between 8 in the morning and 10 in the morning. 
and they weren't getting very much play, and so I was really over-posting. What now the rule of thumb is, is like get on there three different times a day, space them out by four or five hours, and give the post that you put on there time to get noticed and shared before you start loading up the page with other information. So now I'm trying to watch that, even though I'm enthusiastic about sharing stuff I know, I'm trying to watch that and winnow it down a little bit so that I'm putting something on that's kind of meaty in the morning and then something maybe one or two in the afternoon that's kind of meaty and then maybe something else at night. But I'm not just constantly on there with every single thing that I think of that people might want to know about, which actually personally for me is hard because I like sharing that. If you want to do more shares than just a couple of times a day, the better place to do that is to move over to Twitter or to do pins on Pinterest. But really, the research is showing that it, the content should be good, but, but not just every hour on the hour like you might do with Twitter or you might do with Pinterest. So, and then remembering that you, you promote, but you also have to do, um, you know, postings on Facebook that have nothing to do with promotion at all. So does that answer your question, Deborah? Yes, that, that was great. Um, I just so so why is it then not so much on Facebook? Just that people don't like to be over is too much information on Facebook, or it, you know, I I don't know that I can tell you the reason. I'm just saying that I've read several different things about Facebook posts lately, and it's just that there's so much on Facebook, and especially now that you can actually pay to promote certain posts. If you if you put 12 things on there within two hours or three hours instead of just one or two, they just get lost in the new, in the feed and they never really get noticed. Right. So okay. if you work to have one or two meaty things that are so good that people will share them, then you will actually get more visibility than if you have more posts. Right okay. now with Facebook, sharing is the big thing because they have changed the way they do the news feed. And you honestly don't see, you see 7 to 12% of the news feed that you actually are connected to. You will start seeing the news feed only of the people that you see the most. And I've noticed this. I've noticed, oh, my gosh, well, like you, Deborah, I used to see your stuff on Facebook come across my news feed all the time. And lately, I realized a couple of weeks ago, oh, my gosh, you know, I hardly ever see anything from Deborah Bowen anymore. I wonder why that is. You have to go to your Facebook page and actually sign up to be a subscriber if you want that to always show up in your news feed. So you're, you're being edited out as I'm being edited out, being edited out. And they're doing that because they want you to start paying that seven bucks to right. promote a post. So it's harder to get the attention in the news stream. So if you make something really good and needy and you ask people to share it, Facebook counts the number of shares, and the more people share it to their news stream or to their page, then the more that will rank higher in their, uh, they call it edge ranking in Facebook, and the more that it will show up in other people's news feeds. So um, it's Facebook, more important to get people to share stuff than to get them to like you. It's better to get them to share than it is to get them to like you. That's correct. That used not to be the case. It's correct now. And it is harder. It really is harder to be in a lot of people's news feeds. Facebook does not make it easy 
if I want to make sure that I see the news feed from every single business page I've liked, I have to physically go in to that business page and hover over where I've liked it and click that little um, include this in my news feed button. And then I'll, it'll start getting it in my news feed. Well, my goodness, I've liked two or 300 business pages on there. It would take me, you know, I have to go pay my assistant to do that for me. So every now and then I try to go over and, um, and the other thing to know is, is you as the owner of the business page, you have to click the stat, you have to turn on that ability for people to subscribe to your news feed. If you haven't got that turned on, even if I hit your business page, I won't be able to find that and subscribe to your news feed. So that's something that's important to do if you have a Facebook business page. Um, I honestly also will tell you I like to share about my business both on my personal page and on my business page. And the reason for that is, you know, there's a lot of talk about all the changes that are coming in Facebook down the pike. I have had more than one person tell me that they would not be surprised if within the next four or five months the business pages actually go away. And I personally hope that it's not true. But nothing surprises me with Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm. So you want to build presence in as many different ways as you can, and that's another reason not to depend on just one social media presence. Um, so now, are there other questions that we need to address? Anything else? Hey, Sue, this is Dan Morris. Well, hey, Dan. How are you? Good, you? Good. Good to hear you on here. Well, I saw it on Facebook, as you were just talking about, and thought, I'm going to check it out. Well, good. And, uh, this particular topic, I thought I had actually something to add. Okay, go right ahead and add. So, not to, uh, yeah, here's, this is just an ad. So, anyway, I have a project where I've been uh, interviewing different social, social media managers. One of them was uh, the social media manager for the Nashville Symphony. And they yeah. have the other day. A, she was on a panel discussion with me. Yeah. Oh, good. Did she go over her numbers with you? No, she did not. But I would love to hear it. So go go right ahead. <laughs> so they have a very I, I wouldn't say strict, but but somewhat strict policy on how they manage their their social media. For instance, they make sure that every week they they upload two ninety second videos to YouTube. They make sure that each department every day adds one post to Tumblr. They make sure that they do not post more than 22 times per day and no less than three to Twitter. And they have a policy of responding to anything within 15 minutes. They wow. make sure that they post no less than one and no more than three times a day to Facebook. Yep. They use hyperalerts.no, which I use as well to manage their Facebook comments just to make sure that they're not you know they're not more than an hour out from replying to anything. And they also make sure that they do not send email more than two emails to one email address per week. So mm -hmm. they had they had good I mean numbers that they also followed. And then if you watch Budget Savvy Diva, who's a uh she's a deal person. She puts out coupons and stuff like that on Facebook. Her 
her moniker is they put out one deal every hour on their website, but she probably puts out five per hour per day on Facebook. Wow. How they do it? How they do it? I do not know, but they've been doing they've been doing it for a long time. Hmm. So there are definitely different ways. It's just how do you? I mean, how, what do you train your audience to pay pay attention to? Yeah, I think what you what you train your audience to pay attention to, but also what kind of business you are. And I yes. can see if somebody who is a deal, you know, the deal of the day or the deal of the hour, then yeah, you're going to be on Facebook more than other types of business. So anything else, Dan, that you have to add? That's great information. No, I just thought the social media numbers for Symphony were good and people might like that. Yeah, and just let me also introduce the people who are on this call to you, Dan. Dan, um, I've known Dan for a couple of years and actually met him in Atlanta at the Niche Affiliate Marketing System Conference back about three or four years ago. But now he and I actually live in the same little town right outside of Nashville, so we're not that very far apart. He, You're still doing your letters from Dan, right, on Fridays? Yep. Okay, so Dan really is a wonderful, wonderful marketing head. I always learn from him. I always enjoy his post. And he puts out this thing called Letters from Dan every Friday, and it truly is one of the things that comes to the top of my list that I read and that I study. I have learned and kind of had affirmation of things that I was already thinking were going on from reading that. So if you want well, to give that – That means i got to pay more attention to that. Yeah, I get you. It's lettersfromdan.com, isn't it, Dan? Yes, it is. Yeah, lettersfromdan.com. If you want to go visit his website and see some of the things he shares, because he really is a great marketing person, too. So well, I'm glad that. to. Um, the fact that I'm someone's reading it means I have to go check for typos. So I better go do that. <laughs> well, I don't really care about the typos. I just care about the comments. <laughs> but I honestly don't remember too many typos in your letters from Dan. And you I can try. catch him on Facebook as well. Um, there's a free weekly mastermind that Dan uh, kind of honchos and has guest speakers come to. And yep. that's really useful, too. So you can find him on Facebook as well. So thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Okay, no, before no, I go nice forward call. to the rest of the hour, any other comments or shares or questions? No. What was that hyper alerts that Dan was speaking about? Oh, okay, Dan. What hyperalert.co did you say? It's hyperalerts.no. No, hyperalerts with an S. Dot yes. N-O. Mm -hmm. It's very. It's out of. It's out of uh, Norway, but it's a great, great software. Okay. Hyper alerts with an S. Dot N-O. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Any Sorry. other questions? Or comments? Okay. So let me just, um, if, if someone thinks of something, feel free to interrupt me because this really is designed to be open forum. I'm not really set up to just lecture, lecture, lecture here. But one of the questions I did get also earlier from Lynn was about social media strategy. And I so agree that you really do have to have your, your end game in, in mind, your end result in mind. So, Lynn, let me talk about that just a little bit, and then we'll see if there's other questions. And if there's not, we'll end the call. Um, I have to fully admit that when I first started my business back years ago and then social media got to be such a hot thing, you know, everybody said, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I kind of opened up all my accounts and popped myself onto social media and really had no clue 
why I was doing it or what I was doing other than I was told I should be doing it. And so I went forth and did. But I really didn't have any kind of a strategy behind it. And I think you can waste a lot of your time and or a lot of your assistance time if you don't have some kind of a strategy. So the first thing you have to do is, you know, think about what you want to get. Do you want to get more visibility for your business? You know, those things that I was talking about earlier at the first part of this call. Do you want to help? Do you want to use social media to help build your list? Uh, do you want to use it to just find other people you could work in collaboration with? Do you want to use it as a way to um, let people know that your business is really expert and unique in what it does? Um, and so you have to really be active about what it is that you want. So the first thing to do is ask yourself, what do I want out of the time I spend on social media? And I can give you a good example of that actually just from uh, the meeting that I was speaking at last week. Um, one lady was talking about the fact that she had gotten active in LinkedIn and she had signed up to be in I don't know, six or seven or eight different groups in LinkedIn thinking that she would be able to basically get business off of being a member of those groups. But she was saying her complaint was that really what happened was that she was getting 40 or 50 emails a day from these various groups on LinkedIn and she really didn't have time to read them and they really weren't all that applicable to her business and so she really didn't understand why she was on LinkedIn anyway. And my comment to her was, um, first of all, you know, it's not a strategy to, to say I'm going to open a LinkedIn account and join groups that have to do with my industry. That's not a strategy. <laughs> That's maybe the beginning of something that you could do with LinkedIn, but it's not a full-fledged strategy. You can't be passive and just get those emails and then wish that they weren't clogging up your email box. You have to get in there and vet out the groups after you've gotten to know them a little bit that really have people who are your target market or, or who are other leaders in your industry you want to get to know if that's what you're on there for. And you have to re not only respond to emails and build relationships, but you also have to get put emails on there, you know, put messages on there yourself about what you are wanting to do, about calls to action back to your business, about resources that you can share. So it really helps you more to be the leader in one of those groups than to just be a very passive follower who only feels like all it's done is clog up your email box. If if that that's not a strategy, that's too passive. Social media is active, so you have to set out to own it and to be a leader in whatever little niche of social media that you are using. So figure out for yourself first what do you want to get out of social media. An example of that, a small example of that from my own business, on my Facebook business page I do have an opt-in page uh, so that 
if someone comes to my Facebook business page for a confident marketer and they haven't liked the page or been there before, what they're going to see is an opt-in box that is really a duplicate of what is on my website. It invites people to like the page, but it also invites them to leave their name and their email address so that they can get that seven-part e-course, the seven essential strategies for getting more clients now. And so I do get sign-ups through Facebook that go to my website that are added to my list. So that's one list building is, as I said before, one of the things that I do through social media. So once you have figured out what it is that you want to do with social media, how it is you want it to help you, then you can start thinking about which of the social media things that you want to use. And, you know, while I know that everybody will say you should be on everything, the truth of the matter is you can't be on everything unless you have deep pockets and you have, you're going to pay somebody to be on everything for you because literally that really would take all your time. So what I usually try to teach people is let's pick one or two that seem to fit what you want and your business the most. Let's get good at those and get some traction from those and get a little bit of visibility and sales from those and then start adding others over time. Because if you just say, I'm going to go into social media and I'm going to set up Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, you know, um, and Google+, Plus, um, and, and Twitter all right now today, you're just going to get overwhelmed and lost and you're not going to know what to do first or how to make them each relate to the other. So figure out what you want to get and then which ones fit your business. Like Deborah, for you, Deborah Bowen, for you, you, you know, you are all about looking chic after 40, tweak your chic. So Pinterest is great for you because people want to know what those outfits look like and what accessories you would recommend for the upcoming holiday season. You're visual. They want to see those things. Debbie McNeil, who's also on this call, you're visual too. There might be a business that would get more, uh, it makes more sense for them to be on YouTube or on Facebook more than on Pinterest. So kind of try to pick at least two that match what you will do, what you actually will be willing to do, and what is a good match for your business. And then, you know, think about it long term, too. It's not something that's going to just start happening for you right away. You do have to build your visibility and your credibility just like anywhere else. You have to build a presence and kind of get known a little bit. And that's no different than if you went off to a local networking group or if you went off to play golf with a bunch of people. You know, all of that stuff, it just takes time to build those relationships. And social media is no different. Actually, to be honest, I've built relationships sometimes faster on social media than I have in person. But, you know, it's at least going to take a while. So don't expect that you're going to, you know, put up something that invites people to come to your website and get your irresistible free offer and the first week you're going to add a thousand people to your list. So just remember that you're looking at the long-term strategy. It's not a short-term fix. If your business is in trouble for cash flow short term, I would probably not recommend that you go embark on a big social media strategy. I would rather be talking with you about what can you do to increase your cash flow in the next 90 days and sit down with you and talk about some advertising and marketing strategies that would get you there. So make sure that, you know, what you're doing is something that you can ride with it for a while before you start to see the benefit. And, and Dan, I'm sure, would say this, too. I'm a big believer in testing and tweaking. 
And that's actually how I've come to, you know, start changing a little bit what I put on Facebook myself. Um, you know, try something. If you see that it's not getting very many shares, not getting very many comments, it's not really interesting to people, quit doing it. Go try something else. Pictures are good, even on Facebook. So make sure that you're as visual as you can possibly be. But don't be afraid to tweak things as you go along and try two or three different things and see what, you know, if you're on Twitter, try two or three different things and see which thing gets shared the most, retweeted the most, or commented the most back to you. So just keep on tr trying and tweaking different things. Um, and try to make it so that, you know, things are integrated. So let's say that you have something on Facebook about something that you're offering, like a free call, like today's call. Well, do a blog post about it on your blog and also talk about the free call and invite people to sign up for it. And, you know, maybe you send out an email to your list and also talk about the free call as well. So make sure that your social media is integrated with other things that you're doing. If the Christmas season's coming and you're running a Christmas special for your business, you know, be talking about that through email, through social media, you know, through your website, all the different channels that you have. Don't make social media different than everything else. Keep it kind of integrated into your overall strategy, and you'll get more bang that way. Um, one of the things I tell people about, you know, I don't have time for all this, is I look at it that there's two different two different parts of social media. One is visibility and one is engagement. I can plan out months ahead of time what I want to put on social media for visibility, and I can delegate that to Mika, my assistant, and she can go and set that all up for me. Engagement, where I'm actually talking with people and answering them back or kidding with them around on Facebook, like I've been kidding Dan for months now. We're supposed to go to lunch, but, you know, <laughs> It hadn't happened yet. I don't know. Maybe it will one of these days, Dan. Um, you know, that kind of engagement, that's got to be you. So you can pop in for 30 minutes in the morning and <clears throat> 30 minutes about 2 o'clock and maybe at night if you're watching TV. You know, I tend to be, I'll just keep Facebook on at night or Twitter on at night if I'm kind of sitting around not doing much. I want to handle the engagement because that's got to be personal. But all the visibility building stuff, the stuff that's planned out months in advance, I hand that off to my assistant because otherwise I would not have any time to service my clients from my business. So break it down into visibility and engagement and make sure that you're handling the engagement yourself. So those are just some of the things you can do that can help you with your strategy and, you know, that will feel, make you feel like, you know, social media should be planned out just like a launch campaign would be in your business, um, just like your blog posts would be, your content management, you know, your content, how you're curating your content on your website. All of that needs to have some sense to it and some strategy to it, not just out there doing it because everybody else is doing it. And then you'll start feeling like you're getting more engagement and you're getting more people passing your stuff around and all of a sudden, you know, you'll sell a little ebook or somebody will buy an hour with you or somebody will want to consult with you and it'll start making sense to you as you make it a part of your whole business plan. So those are the tips that I have for you just about, you know, the strategy itself. So let me just ask one more time if there's any other comments or questions. And that's really all the teaching. There's actually more teaching that I intended to do today. But I do want to make sure if there's any other comments or shares or questions that we entertain those before we end.
So going, going on, anything else that people want to say? Has this been helpful to you? Just give me a little bit of feedback about that. Yes, it has. Yes, very much. Good. Glad to hear it. Good. So if there's nothing else that people have a frustration about or want to um, share or ask, then what I'm going to do is go ahead and just thank everyone for being here today. I hope you know that if you need help with sorting out what your strategy is, you can email me or talk to me about working with me. Um, you know how to do that. You can find me at Sue at confidentmarketer.com or you can hit my website and leave a comment for me. Um, I just want to thank you for being on this call. I just like to take time sometimes to facilitate conversations or things that you can share that help other people or that I can share that help other people. So for what you have lent to the call today, I truly appreciate it and appreciate your being here. And I want to thank you, and everyone have good Thanksgiving if you're a person from the U.S. I see we have some out of country folks here today, and I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The moderator has left the conference.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the pound key. Thank you. Guest ID accepted.